You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You also might be listening live on TuneIn Radio or on iHeartRadio. However it happens, I'm happy that you're here. And I have the return of my man, the bounty hunter, Chris Bavona, is back on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam on on a Thursday, we got to get Chris's take on a lot of things. So we're going to have him in. Uh, he was in Memphis, Tennessee, and we are previewing the Tennessee Titans today. As we stay in the AFC South, we have been going team by team in that division, and we finish it off today giving you everything you need to know about the Tennessee Titans and their exotic smash mouth. Will it take them to the AFC South title? We're also going to talk a little bit as we get into our top five dead or alive. I'm to talk about some of the players and athletes around the country who have responded to the events that took place in Charlottesville over the weekend. We're going to talk about that. Also, preseason, the second week of preseason in the NFL kicks off tonight with three games. I'm going to tell you a couple of things that I am looking for in those games. And as you know, this summer, we are crowning the greatest sports movie of all time, and we are almost at the final four. Three of the final four movies have already punched their ticket. You know we're going to talk to the cinephile Chris Bavona about that. But tonight, we crown the winner of the baseball region. And I'm telling you right now, if you go on the poll, it is close. We have the number three seed, Major League, going up against the number four seed, The Sandlot. Will it be Joe Boo and his rum? Will it be Wendy Peppercorn and the Beast? You can find out. Get us at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could also find me, ask me questions, holler at me if you want, at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. We got polls up there right now. Like I said, who will win the baseball region? Will it be Major League or will it be the Sandlot? We also have a poll up on the Tennessee Titans. Their over-under for the season is 8.5. Do you think that's low? Do you think it's high? A couple of people have already chimed in. And also... We talked about Hard Knocks yesterday. One of the things that happened on Hard Knocks I thought was very, very interesting. They brought the gun show, Ed Hockley, into practice. I'm going to tell you why. That was an amazing idea by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but at the same time, why it exposes more tone deafness from the NFL. All that and more. I am excited to have my man Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter, right here, back on the Fantasy Freestyle, where we drop stats over beats. We got a big show for you on a Thursday, whether you're on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, or the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down on the Fantasy Freestyle. Come on right back after this. Let's go. Quarterback to receiver hookups. 
running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Chris Bavona giving you a little big L. This, this song is actually called the 98 Freestyle, so it's only apropos that we're playing it coming back to the Fantasy Freestyle where we drop stats over beats on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Some news and notes that I want to get into. We start in Major League Baseball. Aaron Judge has now struck out in 33 straight games. That uh, sets a Major League record. On the other side... Uh, Giancarlo Stanton homered in six straight games. That streak was snapped yesterday, but you know some interesting streaks. And like I said, these guys are going in opposite directions after the home run derby. Cardinals newly minted closer Trevor Rosenthal was pulled from his outing yesterday. Um, he is now complaining of arm tightness. Okay, and it's a shame because he had just kind of reclaimed that ninth inning spot for St. Louis. And in fact, it looks like to me, I would say the right guy in case Rosenthal is out for any period of time. I think it goes right back to the final boss, Sing Wong Oh, who used to be in that role to go right back into that role. If you dropped him, if he's available, you may get him for some saves down the stretch. And also Tampa Bay Rays outfielder Kevin Kiermeyer. It sounds like he is ready to return from that hip injury. He has been out for a while. He will return this weekend for Tampa Bay. As we look though to the NFL. To the NFL, I think an important injury to keep an eye on is Colts center, Ryan Kelly, the kid out of Alabama. It looks like he's got an injury with his foot. Apparently, he has a bone defect there. He, it looks like, will be on IR, slated to return. Yet another reason to fade Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts if that offensive line is not at 100%. 49ers general manager John Lynch has said, quote-unquote, he is very pleased with tight end Vance McDonald. Now, if you remember, Vance McDonald was another guy just like Carlos Hyde on this team where they were thinking that his roster spot might be in jeopardy. Remember, I gave you guys reports before that the 49ers were looking to trade Vance McDonald before, during, and after the draft. It seems like uh, Lynch is now realizing he has to hype up the guys that he doesn't like, whether it's Hyde or whether it's um, Vance McDonald, so they can actually have some value out there. Remember, I still think George Kittle, the fifth round pick in San Francisco will have opportunities and I think this backfield will ultimately belong to Joe Williams by the second part of this season. Giants left tackle Eric Flowers continues to struggle in camp. I think this is a big problem for the New York football Giants. I've said this when we previewed the Giants. I think like the Cincinnati Bengals, unfortunately, these are teams that thought that they were going to support their quarterbacks by getting weapons. I think they needed to support their quarterbacks by getting offensive linemen, okay? And they did not do that in New York. Eli, you know, they got him. 
Brandon Marshall. They drafted Evan Ingram. They did not fix their offensive line. Similar to how in Cincinnati, they got Joe Mixon, they got John Ross, but they let two of their starting offensive linemen go. That is a problem for both of those teams. Reports out of Arizona that smoky Joe Brown, John Brown, the wide receiver, is still struggling. He has the sickle cell trait. And so what happens is it makes recovery a lot harder. And he is still recovering. Doesn't look like he's going to be out there anytime soon. Head coach Bruce Arians is now questioning his role on the team. This a day after they announced that Jerron Brown is going to be the number two wide receiver on the death chart, at least at this point. Packers running back Ty Montgomery is going to miss the game on Saturday against the Washington football team because of a foot injury. I normally won't care about something like this, but the Green Bay Packers running back situation is something that I have been on for a while. My man Jake Seeley, the all-in kid, and myself are very high on Jamal Williams, their fifth-round draft choice. And I think that The fact that Montgomery fumbled in week one, the fact that he is missing the game in preseason week two provides opportunity for Jamal Williams to potentially really get a hand on that starting job, if not right now, maybe by the end of the season. Okay, also in Cleveland, Brock Osweiler is going to start the second preseason game. I still say watch Deshaun Kaiser, even though he's probably not ready just yet, and it's the dress rehearsal is next week, week three. If Osweiler is still starting for the Browns next week, then it truly becomes something to keep an eye on. They may, in fact, actually go with the former $72 million noose around the franchise. Also, just so you know, Cowboys tight end Rico Gathers, this is a guy that flashed in the Hall of Fame game, flashed last week in the first preseason week officially for the NFL. He got a concussion, so he's in the protocol, okay? However, this could be an opportunity in DFS if you are looking to play this week, okay? Because you know they're not running Jason Witten out there for much. Now you know Rico Gathers isn't there. So find out that third, fourth tight end on the depth chart. They're going to get a lot of snaps this week for Dallas. As I said, though, the preseason week two kicks off tonight. We have three games, so I want to tell you real quick what I'm looking at at these three games. The first one is Baltimore Ravens at Miami down there to take on the Dolphins. For me, it's all about smoking Jay Cutler. There are reports, yes, Jay Cutler will play tonight. So I want to find out, you know, how much rust is there? Does he look all right? Because, you know, he literally came off the couch. Remember, he was getting ready to be a broadcaster or something, I think. You know, he wasn't working out in the gym. So I want to see what he looks like, uh, you know, both metaphorically and literally. I want to see what he looks like. And also, my man, the Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, says this. That Jay Cutler was a guy who would always lock in on one receiver. I want to see if that receiver happens to be Devontae Parker because that would be something that I think would increase his value. So that's what I'm looking at, how Cutler looks and the connection with him and Devontae Parker. On the Baltimore side of things, I'm also looking at the quarterback position because, listen, with Joe Flacco still out, this becomes Ryan Mallett's squad, right? And he... Did not look good in the first preseason game. He has not looked good in practice. He even threw a little temper tantrum in practice. I want to see if he has another poor outing. Will the drum beat once again start for Colin Kaepernick? The other game that is on tonight, the Buffalo Bills. They are in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. This is now like the Jordan Matthews Bowl, okay? Matthews' former team and his new team, although he's already out you know, with a chest injury. He's week to week. So what I'm looking at is the rest 
of the Buffalo Bills wide receivers. I know a lot of people on this network, if you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, are super high on Zay Jones. I know guys like Mike Florio is high on Zay Jones. I know Matty Modica is high on Zay Jones. I want to see what Zay Jones does now with there's no Jordan Matthews or will Anquan Bolden become that first look security blanket kind of guy for Tyrod Taylor. Speaking of Tyrod Taylor, I want to see how my man T-Mobile looks. He uh, There have been reports that he was struggling at the beginning of camp, so I want to see if he can put it all together. On the Philadelphia side, I want to see Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz had an incredible first game, was perfect, I believe 4 for 4 threw a touchdown. I believe he had like 54 yards in that first drive. I want to see if he can do it again. Remember, Speeds the Spitting Statistician is high on the Philadelphia Eagles. I am high on Carson Wentz. He proved me right early on. The question is, can they keep it going? The last game, that is tonight, it'll be on ESPN. It is the Tampa Bay Bucks against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and there's a lot of stuff to look at in this game. On the Tampa Bay side of things, remember, they're on hard knocks every week already, right? So that a lot of times, you know, kind of artificially inflates people's ideas about Jameis Winston or about the Tampa Bay team. So I want to see how they look because then I'm going to see how it looked on hard knocks. You know, tomorrow they're prepped for the game and how it looks, you know, all those all those cameras on the sidelines. Last week, we saw how people were reacting when Roberto Aguayo missed the kick. So that's another thing to see. Will Nick Folk hit his kicks for the Bucks tonight? I want to see that guy who's been labeled Joe Dirt, that linebacker number 49. I think his name is Riley Tuller. I want to see if he gets on the field, how he looks. I also want to see the tight ends for the Bucks, O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. I want to see how that looks because um, – I have been saying that tight end is a hard position to learn as a rookie because you have to know the entire blocking scheme and you have to know all the route trees. So I want to see how much O.J. Howard gets involved. Okay, That's what I think you need to check out if you're looking at these three games tonight. Tomorrow, the lone game will be the Minnesota Vikings up against the Seattle Seahawks there. I'm looking at Dalvin Cook. This is a running back that I think has a chance to be a stud and a true RB1 in this league, whether it's this year or moving forward. So Dalvin Cook is a guy that I want to look at, especially now if he's with the ones going up against a very tough Seattle Seahawks defense. On the Seattle side, the running back room is where I'm looking, okay? Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls, they seem to be maybe forming an actual committee. I don't know if there is a distinguished lead starter there. I'm also hearing reports that Thomas Rawls may not play in this game, so I want to see what Eddie Lacy does. I want to see if this is something where it's like a handcuff situation, and one of them is the starter, and one of them is the backup, or if this is a true RBBC. If you don't know what that means, it means running back by committee. That's what I'm going to keep my eye on, and also, Minnesota's a decent defense, so I want to see how they run with Seattle, Lacy and Rawls, whoever's in the game against the ones, I want to see how that plays out on Friday. When we come back, dropping stats over beats here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans, but first, I have to get into some of the athletes' response to some of the things that went on last weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia, and all of the uh, ripple effects of that. Some athletes have come out with some very interesting comments on what should happen. We'll come back to that right after this. It's Dane Martinez on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. 
Brand new for 2017, RotoExperts.com presents the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Roll with me through the 2017 season as I get you ready to draft and dominate all season long. It's only going to cost you 20 bucks to win your fantasy league this year. Hell, you spend 10 times that on a Friday night and leave empty-handed. The Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package features articles, videos, and rankings that will help you be the man in your home, office, or high-stakes leagues. Plus, you get private access to the Fantasy Executive Snapchat where you can interact with me directly. Head on over to rotoexperts.com and sign up for the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Chill with me all season long and win big in 2017 with the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package powered by rotoexperts.com. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down with Chris Bavona on the ones and twos, the bounty hunter. He is back from vacation. We're going to ask him a little bit later on about, you know, the greatest movies of all time. We're going to ask him his thoughts on the Tennessee Titans as well. Before we get to that, though, as you know, There were um, some incredibly horrific events that took place in Charlottesville over the weekend where uh, basically neo-Nazis, white nationalists, uh, kind of interrupted a protest and three people ultimately died, one woman and two uh, officers in a helicopter. And since then, obviously out there in the political venue, Many people have responded, many people have criticized what our president's response was, but you know, and you know I talk about this sometimes, right? I get into some of these issues, but I like to keep it in the sports arena. But there are a lot of athletes coming out and commenting on this as well. For example, Chris, you were in Memphis. The head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, David Fisdale, he feels strongly about some of the Confederate relics or statues that are still in Memphis, okay? One of the things that are happening is this idea of, you know, some of the statues getting torn down, guys like Robert E. Lee and the like. Fisdale feels strongly about this. He says, and I quote, Take them down. I don't know what the hesitation is. I don't know what we're waiting on. Whoever gets those things down immediately, that's what we've got to do. It splits people apart. It creates a public safety hazard having that in our city. The fact that Dr. King was killed here 50 years ago, the Civil Rights Museum sits here in our city, and for that to be out in the open, hanging out where kids go, where families go, I don't want that in our city anymore. So there's David Fisdale with a very strong stance on it. In the NBA, if you want to look for uh, you know where do people take their cue, it is LeBron James. LeBron James also had an extended statement criticizing President Trump for quote-unquote making hate fashionable again he says that the change starts with independent individuals you know being being kind and being tolerant and being just with other human beings but what i think is interesting and it's something i talked about earlier this week is like the forum, the platform that is professional athletes and professional sports, right? So guys like LeBron, guys like David Fisdale, they are using this platform. Remember, 
earlier in the week when we talked about how people use this platform as it related to the national anthem and chose to stand or not stand and to make their political statements. We talked about how when uh, the NFL is going to relax the rules on cleats being worn in pregame, but they still cannot have politicized terms or slogans, you know, and, and it reminds me of this. If you remember at this point, it's got to be like 20, 25 years ago when Charles Barkley said that he was not a role model. Right. A lot of people took umbrage with that and said that, in fact, yeah, you are, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not. I kind of think the same thing right now when it comes to the platform that is professional sports. You have that platform. You have that audience, whether you know it or not. And I think places like the NFL individual athletes they have to understand that their words are critiqued that people are looking up to them and it's about how you use that platform are you using it like colin kaepernick michael bennett or are you using it like ezekiel elliott is quite frankly but i'm not done Current NBA Rookie of the Year, Malcolm Brogdon, who went to UVA, so he's familiar with being in Virginia, he says it too. He says there's no place in our society for these Confederate statues. And I quote, I'm a person that thinks things should not be glorified that do not do the country any justice. For example, these statues. I think they stand still, but all they do is divide people. At this point, I think America needs to be unified, and the statues are clearly something that is not unifying people. It's going to continue to create a divide within our communities. He also comments on what I'm saying about this platform that he has. And I quote. He's asked, he was asked about you know, athletes commenting. On this, He says, I think it's offensive. I think it puts us in a bubble to not talk. I think it simply implies that because we're athletes or we don't have a say, that we don't have an opinion or we don't have the educational background to comment on things outside of sports. I think it is just absurd. I encourage all athletes to speak out if they're comfortable doing so. I think it's our duty. I don't think it's something we really have a choice to do. If you have a platform, you should speak out. It is the morally right thing to do. That's what NBA Rookie of the Year Malcolm Brogdon says. I have a platform and it's the fantasy freestyle so speeds the spitting statistician will continue to bring these issues to the listeners of the fantasy sports radio network whether it plays out in domestic violence whether it plays out on the cleats you wear on how you recognize the anthem or how you respond to other issues in society i think it's important for us to know i may lose followers over it but hey this is what we got to talk about and if you want to holler at me you can at 844-843-6879 you could also ask me questions comment Comment or follow me at Spittin' Speeds as well. But we're going to keep it moving here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network because it's time to talk fantasy, right? And we've been in the AFC South all week long. And we talk about today who is the favorite to win that division, the Tennessee Titans. You know them as exotic smash mouth. This is a real thing. The question is, will it work? Let's go position by position. And we start with the quarterback, Marcus Mariota. Do you know that Mariota was QB 14 last year? He only played in 15 games, but he still had 3,426 yards passing, 26 touchdowns, and only 9 interceptions. He took care of the ball pretty well. He also ran for 349 yards. That is 6th among quarterbacks, but remember, he played only 15 games, okay? If he played that 16 game and he got like 10 more yards, he would be the 3rd highest rushing quarterback, and I think that is important. And here's the deal, though. With the Titans this year, They've gotten a ton of much better weapons, okay? Eric Decker, Corey Davis among them. Okay, so you got to think, will they still 
be exotic Smash Mouth this year, or will they start to take the training wheels off of Marcus Mariota in year three? Like, look at his counterpart, Jameis Winston, how much hype there is for him, the weapons that he got. Marcus Mariota is in the same stage of his development, and so I think they might also take the shackles off Marcus Mariota. I actually think you're going to see more passing yards, but less rushing yards out of Marcus Mariota. I have him, though, as my quarterback 13. My man Corey Parsons, the fantasy executive, though, has him as QB9. He definitely thinks there's going to be more passing for Marcus Mariota. Mariota, one of those quarterbacks that if you wait on quarterback, you can get him. You can get Mariota and Stafford. And that is just fine to ride with. As we look at the running back position, though, DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray was RB5 last year with 1,287 yards, nine touchdowns. He also... He caught 53 balls, and you don't think about that. He caught the same amount of passes last year as Theo Riddick. Granted, Riddick missed games, but that is not what you would expect out of DeMarco Murray. Here's the issue. The issue with DeMarco Murray is he added the third most attempts in the NFL. He had 293 carries. That was behind only LeGarrette Blunt and Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think he's going to get that much opportunity this year. I think he's going to have fewer carries for a couple of reasons. One being the reason I just explained to you. I think they're going to open up the offense a little bit. They're still going to do a little exotic smash mouth, but I think they're going to open it up just a tad. The other reason is Derrick Henry is a viable handcuff. Okay, Derrick Henry only had 110 attempts. I think while this is still Murray's backfield, I don't think he becomes the true workhorse and a top three in attempts like he was last year. And while I think that dings him a little bit, I still think he is a great pick in like the second round. I still think he's a second round talent. I have him as running back seven. Corey Parson has him as running back eight. That is a drop from him being the fifth rated running back last year. He is still a locked and loaded RB1 and one that really has been a strong performer over the last few years. I just think they open it up a little bit and I think Derrick Henry gets a little bit more action. Derrick Henry had 490 yards and five touchdowns last year on only 110 attempts they're going to want to have him on the field a little bit more in year two when it comes to the wide receivers of the tennessee titans i think this this is going to be whack-a-mole this is going to be a place where i don't think you want to touch too much there are three wide receivers to look at you got richard matthews you got eric decker and you got the rookie Corey davis okay now first of all if i told you that last year, Rashard Matthews was actually wide receiver 22. I think you might be surprised, but he had 65 grabs, 945 yards, and he scored nine touchdowns. While I think the touchdowns regress, these other two targets, Decker and Davis, these are guys that are new additions to the team. I think Marcus Mariota will ultimately go with what he is familiar with. I think Matthews will be the highest rated Tennessee Titan pass catcher this year, and I think that is a that is a call that other people are not saying right now, but don't get it twisted. Rashard Matthews is flying under the radar. That makes him a diamond in the rough for the fantasy freestyle. When we talk about Eric Decker, there is buzz in camp that he's like, you know, flashing and that he looks great. He looks healthy and all that stuff. But this is a guy who now is in his 30s and coming off of hip and shoulder surgeries, okay? So maybe he works himself back in, but it's new for him. I don't think he's going to be the same level of target that he has been in the past. One thing, though, about Eric Decker. 
Eric Decker scores touchdowns, okay? Eric Decker in the red zone is a prime target, and I think he will continue to be a prime target in the red zone, okay? Here's the thing. He had 33 career games with the New York Jets. He scored 19 touchdowns in those games. He had a touchdown in over half of the games with the New York Jets. And he's going to be in the slot when they go to three wide, but he will be the starting wide receiver opposite Rashard Matthews in two wide receiver sets. Then you have Corey Davis. And with Corey Davis, I think this guy has potential to be an absolute beast, but I just don't think it's going to happen this year. Corey Davis is the prototypical X receiver, 6'3", 209 pounds. But here's the thing. He's already has a hamstring injury that's listed as week to week. They don't know if he's going to be okay for week one. And for wide receivers, similar to how I told you about the rookie uh, Mike Williams out there in Los Angeles, not San Diego, you got to think that it's going to be um, slow going for him early on. He may come on in the second half of the year, but I don't think he's going to be someone you could trust in the first part of the year. However, in dynasty leagues, I think that he would be exactly the person that you need. I like him a lot in dynasty because after Decker's gone in a couple years... Corey Davis is going to be a Pro Bowl talent. The talent is definitely there. I just think the learning curve will be steep, and he's missed a lot of time already. Listen, you guys, we got a poll out there right now on the Tennessee Titans. The over-under is 8.5. A A lot of you are feeling exotic smash mouth. 60% of you say take the over. Only 21% say take the under. 19 will pass on that number. We're going to check in with Chris Bavona, what he thinks about the Tennessee Titans. I also want to talk about Delaney Walker, and if you think he can continue what he's got going on, we're going to look at their schedule as well. A lot more on the Tennessee Titans when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle Speeds, the spitting statistician on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We ain't got no problems because you got everything you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter with me on the ones and twos, making the show we stay so hot that we sweat steam. We were talking about the Tennessee Titans before we went into break. And the last guy I want to mention is tight end Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker, okay, Delaney Walker was tight end five last year, okay, 65 catches, 800 yards, seven touchdowns. However, I am fading Delaney Walker this year. I think there's going to be some regression, and let me tell you why. First of all, the fact that there's these other wide receivers. Delaney Walker was kind of like the real, the only option along with Rashard Matthews last year. Now, 
Eric Decker, when Corey Davis gets on, I, they got some other weapons, you know what I'm saying, using Derrick Henry a little bit more. I think the share of opportunity and targets and touchdowns with Decker in the red zone is going to regress for Delaney Walker. Here's the other thing. He's entering his age 33 season, okay? Father time continues to be undefeated. Delaney Walker at 33 years old, I mean, Jason Witten is 35, Antonio Gates is 37, but guys like Greg Olson, who's also admittedly on the downside of his career is younger than Delaney Walker, okay? And so I don't see any reason that his stats last year of 65, 807 will improve this year. So do not draft Delaney Walker where you think he is based on his production over the last couple of years. It is on the way down. Me and the fantasy executive, Corey Parson, both have him still as a viable tight end, as tight end eight, but not the tight end four or five that he did last year. That's why Delaney Walker is one of my fugazis for the Tennessee Titans. Let's look, however, at their schedule. The Tennessee Titans, okay, they play the NFC West in their crossover division. They get to host the Seahawks, so that's always good, and they get to host the Rams, but they play three NFC West teams in a row at the end of the season, and that's interesting because I think these teams, the Rams, the Niners, and even the Cardinals, they may be out of it, okay? So when you have like these non-conference games and one team is in the playoff hunt and another team is thinking about their tea time after week 17, I think that bodes well for the the Titans. Another thing that I think bodes well for the Titans is they play the AFC North as the AFC division they're playing. I like how it works out for them. The two games that they have to travel to, I think the outcome would have been the same either way. They have to go to Cleveland. I think they beat them on the road anyway. And they have to go to Pittsburgh. I think they lose to Pittsburgh anyway. The two teams in the middle of that division, by my account, will be the Ravens and the Bengals. They get the Ravens and the Bengals at home. So they get the advantage at home against the teams they may be competing against for AFC wildcard. I think in the division, it looks good. They go to Jacksonville in week two. I'm excited about that because Blake Bortles may still be the quarterback for them in week two. So I think that's good for the Tennessee Titans. They go to Houston in week four. That might be right when we get early Deshaun Watson, you know? I think that sets up good for them. They get Indianapolis week six. The question is, will Andrew Luck be under center for the Colts by then? You gotta think he will, especially if they're saying he won't be on the pup list, but it might be like his first or second game back still working into it. I like that. I also like that they finish with two home games, like I said, against the Rams, and they finish Week 17 at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that is another great schedule to have. So I like how the schedule plays out for the Tennessee Titans. The over-under on them right now is 8.5. 60% of you are saying to take the over. I agree. I say not only take the over, but I believe the Tennessee Titans are your AFC South champions. I think they're champions of this division. They don't necessarily get a bye, but that means they're going to be hosting a wild card game, in my opinion, and that'll be the first time Tennessee's hosting a wild card game, I believe, since maybe the Music City Miracle. Chris Bavona, my man, the bounty hunter, would you agree with the 60% of people that say take the over on the Titans at 8.5? What's your outlook for this team? 110% with you on that. I think that this Titans team is going to only get better. I love Marcus Mariota. I think the guy is a gamer. I'm still questioning if I want him on my fantasy football team. I know you like him, but for where I've been, uh, where I've been positioned, I end up with Kirk Cousins, so I'd rather sure. have him over Mariota. 
Um, I'm not against it. I think he's a. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. I don't think he's going to be the best fantasy quarterback. I'm still also high on Delaney Walker. I think this is probably like his last year, maybe to get a few more touchdowns. Uh, I will target him in that sixth, seventh round. I will spend up a little bit, mostly because, like you always say, Dane. Tight end uh, position is one of the trickiest. It is, and you're absolutely right. I do, however, think he's on the downside. And I agree with you. Marcus Mariota may be a better NFL quarterback than fantasy quarterback. Obviously, their scheme is still exotic smash mouth. But Mariota looks good. I think he's ascending, and I think they have weapons around him. Check it out, though. My man, Gabe Morency, he responded. He says take the over as well. He thinks they're going to go 9-7 and seven or 10-6, and six, but he agrees with me. Actually, he doesn't. He thinks the Texans are are the class of this division. I think the Titans are going to win this division. Also, I got SSF Pete at Sidestream Football replying on Twitter. He said he got his money in when the line was seven and a half and he needs to make up for the bet that he bet on the corpse of the hashtag Chargers. He got this at seven and a half. If you get it at seven and a half, run and take the over and thank me later. At eight and a half, though, many of you guys still would take the over. All right, Chris, it is time. It is time. We are about to find our last entry into the greatest sports movie of all time, Final Four. We go to the baseball region where we have the three versus the four in the regional final. It is the three seed major league up against the four seed, the Sandlot. So up there, is it Joe Boo and the Wild Thing or is it the Babe, the Beast, and Wendy Peppercorn in a pickle with Benny the Jet Rodriguez? I have told you guys, my two favorite sports movies of all time are White Men Can't Jump, which is in the Final Four, and the number three seed right here, Major League. I am all about Major League. I love Major League. I love this movie. It is the movie that I am riding with. You know, I grew up on this movie. There, when I was in Little League, I would watch Major League before all of my games. I loved Willie Mays Hayes and him getting himself a batting glove for every base he was going to steal. I even loved the sequel, okay, when they have the Asian guy being like, you have no marbles. I know my man Chris Bavona used that as the gif on Twitter for the show today as well. Joe Boo and the rum. Yo, bartender, Joe Boo needs a refill. Forget about the curveball, Ricky. Give him the heater. So as much as I love Wendy Peppercorn as the lifeguard, as much as I love, you know, you're killing me, Smalls, I'm going with Major League here. Uh, Chris, what say you? So I grew up with the Sandlot, and I love the Sandlot for every single reason like you just said. Mm -hmm. That being said, Dane, we like to play uh, music. We, we, we like to play stats over beats. Yep. Can I give you a little bit of a music curveball? Oh boy! Right now, go right ahead. I have no idea what's coming, guys. Go right ahead. Yeah, that's yeah, my answer. The outside, the wall thing coming in against Clue Hayward. Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. The wild thing. Ricky Vaughn. Chris Bavona is going with Major League. Wild thing. Come on. Come on. Come on. Wild thing. Just shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Outside. Shake it. Yeah. Our boy Bob Uecker. We got to love the Bob reasons. Uecker. Just a bit outside. Absolutely. He's not the best in the business for nothing. 
Wouldn't you call Bob Euchre one of the reasons why you wanted to get into radio? Um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to Excuse get back me. to you on that. Harry Doyle. That's right, Harry Doyle. And speaking of this, speaking of this, my man Howie Balaban. Yo, Chris, we're gonna have Howie Howie join us on air tomorrow. He's gonna call in and break down the final four. This is a guy who's been responding to all of our polls. I know him from back in the day. He's going with Major League, and he says he went with Major League because Harry Doyle is a broadcasting legend, and legends never die. He said this choice though, it killed him, Smalls. So you're going with Major League. I'm going with Major League right now on Twitter. 55% of you, so this is a close one, 55% of you are going with Major League as well. Major League could be the second three seed that gets to the final four. Chris, when you were gone, I want to know how you feel about some of these. We had Varsity Blues take out the one seed, Rudy. We had Rocky beat Caddyshack. And we had White Men Can't Jump over Space Jam. So if this result holds, and it may not because it is close, it would be Major League, White Men Can't Jump, Rocky, and Varsity Blues. How does that sound as a final four? for the greatest sports movies of all time. It's not what I expected. Me neither. It, not at all. But I like it. But you like it, right? It's, you know what? Because it's interesting. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm sorry, Wendy Peppercorn. I'm going with Major League. If I could rally right now and, and like lobby and advocate, I'd be going for Major League as well. But I got to tell you something. Here's the problem. If this happens in the Final Four, it's going to be my two favorite movies up against each other. It's going to be Major League up against White Men Can't Jump. And I absolutely have no idea how I would promote this, man. I am very nervous for a potential matchup early next week about Major League and White Men Can't Jump. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that my two favorite movies all made the Final Four. I know you think Rocky's going to take it all because it did win the Oscar for Best Picture in 1976. I know some other people that are out there that think the same, but I would love to see one of my actual favorite movies actually make it because I didn't get the wire in the TV tournament, so maybe one of my picks can actually make it in the movie bracket. Get out there and vote. You still can at FNTSY Radio at Spittin' Speeds as well. We're going to have Howie on with us tomorrow, breaking down the final four. Thanks for that audio interlude, though, Chris. I like that. That's why we got Chris Bavona on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about something that happened at Hard Knocks yesterday's episode that triggered something for me. I think it's very interesting about how the NFL is dealing with celebrations. All that when we come back at the end of the episode right here, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy Dane Martinez holding you down with Chris Bavona. I also... 
I really want to get into some of this that, uh, about the celebration. I told you that Bucks on Hard Knocks brought in Ed Hockley to kind of clarify. I want to go deep into that. So I'm going to wait until tomorrow, Chris, because we also have some comments from Josh Norman and others um, about celebration. So we're going to talk about that a little bit tomorrow. What I want to tell you right now, though, is that you need to go to rotoexperts.com and get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. The Roto Experts lineup has FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and Fantasy Football Writer of the Year, the King, Scott Angle. We've got nationally acclaimed top ranker Jake Seeley, the all-in kid, 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners like Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison, and more depth and upside in our lineup with guys like Frank Stanfield and Mike Florio. We bring you a draft package bursting with all-pro analysis and in-season coverage that will take you to the title. So, Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package right now at rotoexperts.com. Be sure to enter promo code FREERADIO at checkout, and you'll get a special discount. Also, my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. He's got a special package up there, okay? He's got the super premium package. Not only draft stuff, but auction values, okay? He's giving you video, and he's giving you the fantasy executive Snapchat, okay? You can get, you know, Corey Parson. The fantasy executive, you can snap with him. You can engage directly and get your updates that way. I think that's awesome. Hey, Chris, there was a um, there was a verse that was dropped on Roto Experts in the morning about Corey Parson. Do we have that? Do we have that ready to go? Because if not, if not, we'll do that tomorrow as well. Okay, so we're gonna push we're gonna push this verse of Corey Parson, which I think is straight fire. And you know we got to play it on the fantasy freestyle because we drop stats over beats, right? And we're also gonna get into Josh Norman, what he said, and some of the things about celebrations in the NFL. Listen, they're loosening their restrictions on things like cleats. Will they loosen it on things like uh, celebrations after a touchdown? And is there a double standard? That's what we're going to talk about when it comes to uh, basically the celebrations and what some people are saying out there. So watch out for that tomorrow. As I look as I look in this game, we got the Battle of New York right here, the Subway Series. Aaron Judge is now 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. Remember, I told you about that streak of striking out in so many games. It looks like that will continue. And right now, I was vehemently saying take the over with the Tennessee Titans. Remember, we got... Um, who was this on Twitter? SSF Pete is also saying he took his over. He got it at seven and a half. I'm still saying take the over at eight and a half. I moved the lines a little bit. You guys that are voting now, maybe after listening to me, you think it's even better. But we've got an increase in taking the over. Now 62% of you are saying take the over eight and a half. My man Gabe Morency, who's up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on Red Heat and Rage. He thinks that the Titans are a slightly above 500 team. He thinks the class of the division is the Houston Texans. I'm going to have to get on them after that. We might have to make a little bit of a wager, Gabe. I don't know if you can hear me right now. I like the Titans and exotic Smash Mouth. I like Mariota to take a step in year three. I like the weapons around him. I like a top five offensive line. I think that with guys like Logan Ryan that they signed from the Pats and Adoree Jackson that they drafted, I think they address some of their issues on the back end of that defense. I think that um, Houston really has their quarterback issue to still figure out will it be Watson will it be Savage I believe that the AFC South champion is exotic smash mouth and the Tennessee Titans Chris you were in Memphis recently um are they getting behind the Titans are they expecting big things from the Titans this year 
Uh, they listen, man. I was there for Elvis week, so nobody really cared about the Titans. They were there for Elvis, man. Fair enough. Graceland, maybe the Purple Church, things like that out there in Memphis. We'll see. We'll do a recap tomorrow's show. Like I said, we're going to talk all sorts of things. We're going to have Howie on, breaking down the final four of the greatest movie of all time. We're going to talk about these celebrations, all that and more. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, back with Chris Pavona, the bounty hunter. It's the spitting statistician right here, dropping stats over beats. It's the fantasy freestyle tune-in radio. Radio, iHeartRadio, and of course, the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you tomorrow, guys.